Next thing you see, down my backyard, some some guy's just taking a shortcut on his motorbike. Thought oh, riding, riding thought it might down. have been a jet ski with all the rain we've had. <laughs> a bit like that. No, just just obviously it's quicker to, to ride yeah. on the um, footpath down the back of the house and cut through there and avoid a few of the streets and out the other side. Did you and call you, council? No. Why not? What are they going to fucking do? Like? <laughs> no, he'll be long gone. He was banging it too. You'd hear him. He's, you know, like, I don't know, mm. a couple of kilometres away, you can still hear him. Obviously around the bends and off and mm. beyond suburban life, mate. Yeah, mate. Welcome back to the Tetchy Glen. We're back. We've had a bit of a break. It's been about, yeah. what, nine I'm weeks? I'm fucking sick of talking to you, mate. Put each other in a time out. Yeah, yeah we did. Mate. It was Christmas, it was holidays, good, school kids, work. Yeah. Mate, goes on pretty fast. And what's been eight weeks since we've done a podcast? Yeah, something like that. It's been a while. Mid, mid-December and then, yeah, mm. I, went on, I went on holidays and went away yep. for a bit. And then, yeah, I'll obviously start up with the new year and, mm. you know, you kicking off your you know, business in the new year and mm. back into it. But here we are back in the shed and we've got a guest joining us here tonight, Josh Addison. Welcome. Thank hey. you. Good to be How here. You, I'm very good. Now, your I'm first, yeah, the first one locked and loaded for 2024. Oh, yeah. Welcome Big to year. the shed. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, it's really good to be here. It's good to be here in company that doesn't want to try and get you in a gaff. That's for sure. <laughs> mate, we don't even edit. <laughs> yeah, no, we, there's no editing, by the way. So no, that's don't okay. swear. Don't wear your Crocs. Yeah. No, we got lazy. We oh, could... Don't get me started about the Crocs. <laughs> oh, oh, My daughter on. started uni um, yesterday. Oh. And it was funny. She said she rocks up in the class and um, one of the people in there was, you know, the fish thongs. You've mm-hmm. seen them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wearing them to the first lecture of the year. Like guy on the boys' trip had a pair. Yeah, rocked mm. up in the old dumb fish thongs. <laughs> yes. We're just going, oh. yeah, how relaxed is uni life? Oh, mm. isn't it? Isn't it? Um, but just to give context, I, I did a media conference recently and there were people, you know, you get online trolls. I got, I've worked in both state and federal and have helped either set up campaigns or run campaigns. Ipswich is brutal. Really? Oh, like it, it, I've never <laughs> taken part in something that is this this sort of climate before. We're working class out here, mate. We want to bash you. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's not even people from my own area. It's people from like North Ipswich. Oh, really? And wow. it's like, come on down to Red Bank Plains. Um, but no, I didn't. So people that were saying, oh, and I heard he was wearing Crocs. I did not wear Crocs. I don't even own a pair of Crocs. Yeah. Um, I actually would like to maybe get a pair. <laughs> I am size 16, though, so it's a little bit hard. I have to order them in specially. Well, you'd have to cut a pair and get another yeah. pair and join them together in the middle like a limo. Oh, yeah. Well, limo we Crocs. Like a boat Crocs. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, they'd be up market. Your Crocs would end up at Australia Zoo. They'd be that big. Oh, I'd probably would. <laughs> that'd be a record, a wouldn't boot, it? That's it? a big Croc. <laughs> I'm just sitting here looking. Well, there we What'd go. you say? A size 16? 16. 16. Yeah, sixteen. Christ. Mine's a size eight. So his foot, like, yeah. Look, yeah. look at it. It's twice so it's like size a double. Well, hopefully you're using the boots and people out of council, mate. Oh, oh well, that'd be nice. I'm hoping I do too. Mm-hmm. Got to, got to get those votes first. Definitely. You know. Definitely. So you're having a crack. So what division is Division One? Right. So Division One is the largest division in Ipswich City Council. Mm. I believe it's also the most populated. So it includes suburbs and also the regions. Right. It's the most diverse d- d- division in the whole yeah. of council. 
It also has Grantchester, Mount Mort, Mount Walker. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean. You know, we've got roads out there, right, that aren't sealed. you got roads? Mm. Yeah, well, there are roads out there. Yes, there <laughs> are. There sealed, are roads. Yeah. They're not sealed, though, so mm. they're dirt at the moment. Well, there, mm. there are some sealed roads and your main ones, but the community out there really wants to see their roads sealed. Yeah. Mm. And fair enough, in four years, that, that, that hasn't happened, and we want to start seeing that happen. So I know for me, if I do get elected, it'll be a priority to make sure that does happen. But you know what, yep. my, my take on it, we've talked, I don't know if you've listened to our podcast. Oh, I do, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I don't want to bang the drum about roads, but I mean, look, one of the things that always has, has struck me. And <laughs> that, that, report that, that's the traffic report. Yeah, yeah well, um, you talking about roads. <laughs> we have things like, obviously, the, the duplication we have here at Springfield yeah. at the moment, right? And council, every communique they put out is, this is Ipswich City Council's largest infrastructure project. Don't get me started. And I just sit back and go... How the fuck? Like, you're talking about two kilometres of road, you're duplicating, right? <laughs> but then I worked it yeah. out. Like, we had a chat to Nicole Jonick on, a, on an episode last year. And did interesting we? conversation. No, we didn't. didn't get it. No, we, we didn't. We, no, we, we didn't. A, no, we did. We had a conversation. It we just had a conversation. Wasn't, just, it wasn't published. Just, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that, yeah, it's a technicality. Um, so, like, where I grew up, I grew up at Churchill. So, over yeah. my back fence was the old council offices, right? Yeah. Which is now the Yamanto Police, Police Station. Station. Yes, right? but that that whole facility there was full of trucks that were responsible for doing you know, all the road works, yeah. and well, we just don't have that as a council anymore. It's Nothing. all outsourced, contracted, right? It's all contracted mm. yeah. at so, a huge rate. Yeah. So, but what we yeah. see is like our observation here in Springfield when we get a road like this one's obviously been duplicated. It's yeah. by a private company, BMD. Can I just say something? Springfield gets everything. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you, we're in Springfield right now, by the way. <laughs> You're going to start the hate. Oh. Start the hate. We're yeah. going to start the hate. I got, and I don't mean to be mean, but it is a thing we notice. Like, yeah. you, uh, you're, I'll pull you up on that. I'm going to get to you in a second because that's one of the <laughs> things I've opened a can of worms. No, no, I have noticed there is a there is. I used to follow all of this social media of council, and I stopped. And look, most of the time, my take on it is so much vitriol towards the people of Springfield from other suburbs, you know, suburbs within Ipswich. A I say, it, suck it up. You get everything. Oh, but, yeah. but we pay the highest rates. Have we you do. seen our rates? We do. Right? What's the yeah, go with Ipswich look, rates? Is oh, that you've, no, got but, oh, look, you've got a lagoon. You've got a lagoon. No, but that's, that's, yeah, well. No, you've got you know. cinemas. So, can I just finish yeah, the road? Cinemas is a hot topic at the moment. But so a lot of the stuff with the roads. That's Mervac. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my point. A lot of the road infrastructure that we see today, like when they when they put a development in on yeah. Springfield Parkway, the headworks duplicate the lines. When the Aveo site was done, the duplication yeah. of that, right? Yeah. So a lot of the road infrastructure projects that it's we done see by developer, are put in by developers. Now, we have the problem you just mentioned. When you've yeah. got another area that doesn't have sealed roads, yeah. council's got a problem because they're going, oh, shit, well, we would normally go, you're building 10 houses out there yeah. as a developer – You've got to seal the road. I mean, look through Ripley at the moment, right? Yeah. Oh, that Ripley used to be a dirt. Like, well, that's Kit. a shit road, and yeah, you can yeah. see in sections every time they're doing a development off the have side. You, have you heard that they're going to start actually upgrading the road? Mm. What do you mean? Yeah. It's already upgraded. And like, no, just wait, in no, twelve no, different no, no, no. parts. So, oh, yeah. Well, there are multiple stages to it, but what yeah. people don't realise is people in Ripley are like, "Yeah, we're going to get the the road's going to get done finally." Ripley Road. This is amazing. Yep. Yep. What they don't realise is it's actually not going to be done until twenty thirty. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're in 2024. That's another five years. Until, yeah, let's start like, a car. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I've heard figures of by 2032, there are 250,000 people living in that yes. corridor. Mm. Yeah. 
and we're only going to do the road yeah. for 250,000 people by 2030, and yeah. then by then it's going to be outdated. Yeah, so it sounds a bit like this. What, so, so, Centenary Highway? So who's the, dickheads in, who's the dickheads in council that make these decisions? Oh, yeah, you're trying to put me on the spot here. No, no, no you don't have to, na- well, oh, well, you don't have to name names if you don't want to, but there's obviously people sitting around a table making stupid, stupid decisions yeah. with our money. Oh, especially about procurement. Like, we, we seriously need to review how we're handling procurement in this mm. city. Especially like Red Bank Plains Road as yep. well, right? Because again, I'll go back to Division One. Yeah, yeah, of people. course, of course. Um, or, or you could also talk about Springfield too. Um, but Red Bank Plains the Road, ugly cousin, yeah, <laughs> the cousin. evil cousin. Yeah, when you look no, no, at your no, rates no, notice, <laughs> when you look at your rates mm-hmm. notice, do you go, "Oh, oh. I'm an Ipswich"? Yeah. Do, you, do you ask the question? Because I hear a lot of people do. They go, well, we thought we lived in Brisbane. No, they oh, don't. No. No, anyone who thinks they live in Brisbane is a fucking idiot. Look, the- <laughs> well, apparently there's a lot of you. So, you know, the, the well, real, welcome the, to Ipswich. I love Ipswich, mate. And yeah. I'm a proud oh, Ipswichian good, where people, people, when I sell something on Marketplace, yeah. I don't put Brisbane. I put a live in Ipswich. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like, I'm proud Leichardt. to be an Ipswich Leichardt, person, right? Churchill. Yeah, right? but there are I some people. I lived at Red obviously. Bank. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so yeah, Red, Red Park. You know? Well, Red Bank Plains Road. We'll go back to mm. it. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about that road. Yeah. Procurement. Yep. It's been what three years? I know. Three what are they years doing? for a road that's like a kilometre. I know. Or a couple kilometres. I know. And three it doesn't years. look like it's going anywhere. Yeah. Do you know actually when they finished that little part between the Seven Eleven, there was actually like a drain stuck out, and like if you were to go over that, you would have totally. Just, you know, you would have been on your way to on a tow truck to my car. Wow. Um, or Sorry? A&E Mechanical, which is in Division 1, by the way. So. <laughs> I like it. Sponsor. Um, no, got, no, no, I've got sponsor. a sponsor for like Is it on the register? <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Be careful. It's a slippery slope. But, but it's everything. It's not just roads. Because, you yep. know, obviously rates, funds, roads and rubbish. Rubbish yep. at the moment. So we've got new fleet trucks, oh, right? Yeah. New fleet trucks that are breaking down. And then you've also got vehicles and trucks that are meant to be picking up your rubbish that haven't been serviced in nearly 12 months. Really? So when you're wondering why the recycle doesn't get picked up, well, it's probably probably because the truck's broken down. So why is that? If all that money's being put into that, like I don't know how many houses we have in Division 1 or Division 2 or Division 3, but in a total, how much money is a council getting in each each, uh, month? Yeah. And then how are they spending that money and why are these things not happening? Oh, wouldn't we all like to is know? It, is, it the, well, is it the Ipswich upgrade well, that, where we've just we done want. millions mm. of dollars? Yeah, well, that, that's what I mean, right? Well, like one of the things I really want to see is a, a fair proportional distribution to divisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, based on our rates? Oh, I, I think you, Can we just go back yeah, to yeah, that yeah, then? So, so if anyone's listening and yeah. doesn't understand this, right? So my yeah. brother lives at Brussels, yeah. right? If you broke down a rate notice, right, yeah. and said, okay, there's, you know, like an environmental levy, there's sewerage charges, there's your waste charges for your bin collection, right? Yeah. On everyone's rate notice in Ipswich is the same. Yeah, right? the cost. That, that stays the same. I mean, because, mm. yeah, if you've got, you know, two toilets in your house, you charge for that or whatever, you know, you've got your wheelie bin, all of those costs across everybody in, in the electorate or in the, the region is the same. Yeah, it's land. But what changes then, exactly, because you're based on the valuation, you've got the differential rates notice component. So, for example, here in Springfield, Mm. my brother is on a bigger block than me. Yeah. Right? He pays $2,000 a year less in rates than I do at Springfield. Yeah. Now, you talk about distribution of of, of money. Yeah. He has the same number of toilets, the same number of wheelie bins, the environmental levy, and all of those costs, which are fixed to council, yet... I here and Glenn and everyone else in Springfield contribute a significant amount more yeah. to council's coffers per annum yeah. than those people who throw stones yeah. from North Ipswich and Baval and everything else saying, yeah. oh, Springfield's getting this and, and Springfield's getting that. And we're going, yeah, but you realise that a lot of the stuff we actually get here in Springfield is not paid for by council. Mm. 
Right? It's private development. It's, so where does it's all federal this money go? government, right? Oh, well, $70 million dollars in cinemas. Yeah. Look, I, for people, people get angry. Some people love the cinema idea. Some people don't like the cinema idea. And the reality is, is that we're stuck with it. Mm. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do to get rid of it now until it's oh, yeah. complete. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, you know, the, when, the when, other... When did council become a landlord, though? Right, this is the yeah. fundamental eye problem. Because I used to work in that Ipswich yeah, yeah. Mall when there was a Woolworths down the end yeah. and Harvest Market and shoe 1975, shops. this was. You probably weren't born then. <laughs> probably, yeah, you're 23 years old, okay. actually. It would have been before you were born. Um, <laughs> you were still with Dad. You hadn't been to Mum yet. But the irony was is, is the shopping centre... You yeah. know, and there was what Easy Street down underneath, and then the Combank up on the front corner. Brashes, like, remember brashes? Yeah, down in the back corner. <laughs> no. So all of the Don't everything, the kid. everything that was in there was commercially viable. Right? Yeah. So well, it was you, owned you, by a Chinese investor originally. But you live and die by the sword, like any other business, right? If mm-hmm. somebody goes and builds a business place here on Commercial Drive or something, and you know that's a business. Now the mall. To its own failure is obviously we had Riverlink build on the north and yeah. then Yamanto sort of blew up and then Val's got options and, you know, Brussels got a shopping centre. Those services are now in the community. People don't need to go in the centre. Hmm. But what I just don't understand is why did council buy failing commercial assets, mm-hmm. right, which basically mean that we're now, you know, landlords of this hmm. precinct. And the challenge is all they've got in there is their own new council office, a library, a lot of vacant shops at great expense to us, and they're trying to go, well, what we need to do is bring people back into the city. And we go, I don't need to fucking go there. I've got Orion. Yeah. Right? I can drive down to the next shopping centre. but even when you're in Red Bank Plains, that's what we go. Mm. We go to Orion. We we don't go to... No, stay in your own suburb. No, no, no. No, hang on. But even the plaza. (laughs) Orion's like a second up. All the plaza. The plaza. We've also got Town Square now. Town Square, Um, If you've got Town Square, you've got Orion. If you want to go to the movies, we're not going to go into Ipswich CBD. We're going to go to Orion. Or Or actually, we're probably going to go to Cineplex because... it's cheaper. Oh, it's cheaper. (laughs) And you get recliners. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, you know, I make sure that anyone who needs a recliner recliner because maybe they have a disability, let them get first pick and then... Yeah, it's free for all. As soon That's as those right. trailers start, I go, I'm dibs on a recliner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but at the end of the day, I think everyone's asking the same question, which is value for money. Mm-hmm. And, and like when I go and do candidate forums, it's the key question. It's are we getting value for money as yeah. ratepayers, as residents? The mowing isn't getting done on time. Mm-hmm. If you have a look right um, at the mowing schedule, the amount of red little dots that say overdue, oh yeah, it, it's it's more than the green that say on time. Yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. That's, so that's outsourced as well. Yes, right? yeah. contractors, and it's it's outsourced. And what we really need to do is we really, we need to review it, and in the su- summer months, so like between November and April. Mm-hmm. bring on extra workers. I personally would like to see how we can look at bringing on local workers who live and breathe Ipswich yep. rather than getting contractors that are from other cities, Brisbane mm. or Logan. I agree. Yeah. But, and the reason why I don't go and say I'm going to do it is because you'll probably have someone that will come out and rebuttal me and will tell me about the cost. But at the same time, I think you need to look at it. Yep. You need to look at it is... Will it actually save us money to bring on local workers, people mm-hmm. who live in our community? And for, for me, what I really want to try and achieve over the next four years is a, a circular economy, right? So where money that is spent in our city stays in our city yep. and that people who live and work here can enjoy that here. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to go away and you're going to go to the beach. You know, I, I, for my, my relaxing thing is on the weekend, if I have a spare time, I might go down for an hour to the coast and I'll go to Burley Heads. But yep. Apart from that, I live in Ipswich, mm-hmm. and this is where I spend my money. You know, you go to the shops, you go yep. to the groceries, you go to the movies. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we do need to be bringing investment in, right? And I don't think enough of that's been done. Mm. And we also need to be saying to investors and developers that they do need to contribute mm. to things like those roads yep. and and to community infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, the, the, those expectations aren't being met at the moment by community in multiple different areas. Yeah. You know, there are, there are community centres that are placed in very odd spaces. If you go to Red Bank Plains, there is a community centre on, on School Road. Mm. It's That That's not where it should be. It should be up at the Rec Reserve at a central yep. hub, a community hub where there's a library. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then in my personal opinion, I actually do like the idea of there being a place where you can meet your counsellor. So, you know, having a, a place that can also be used for meeting rooms and whatnot. Um, but a central place where your community can go, well, that's where my councillor is going to be. I hate, I really hate it. I hate that councillors are in Nicholas Street mm. and then that's where they spend the majority of the time. Well, that's what us as a community, we look at and we go, why are you sitting in that building? Mm. Why are you sitting in that new building and why aren't you out here? We don't see you. And the expectation of a councillor to be at that council chamber is not that much in time, is it? Yeah. You don't have to be there eight hours a day. No. Well, the role that, of a councillor has changed, right? So this is yeah. interesting I wanted to post That's the other thing, yeah. right? Yeah, because in the days, I mean, when we had David Morrison here, we mm-hmm. obviously had one person. He had a local community office. And you could ring him about something and go, Dave, observe this. Or Dave, and he goes, yeah, no worries. And he'd advocate for you. It's like now, and, and this is what I'm led to believe and what I've been told, right, is that if, if I raise an issue with a councillor, they basically can't represent and do shit with it anyway. Exactly. Right? They're, they're yeah. a board of directors sitting there and voting on shit. Mm-hmm. But if I've got a local issue, so this is to your yeah. point, what value would we even get having a councillor in our community when you go yeah. to them and they say, nothing Sorry, I can mate, do my for hands you. are tied. Yeah, like if you've got yeah. an issue, go log a service ticket with the council, which takes me back to Greg Chamello. Yeah. Council ran better under an administrator. Yeah. Because I don't know, you know, we've got two councillors in my electorate and they don't do shit. I, I think uh, our council ran the best when, uh, when Paul was around. <laughs> Just between you and I. <laughs> shit got done, right? <laughs> shit did you, got did you done. See one? This is a problem uh, yeah. as but, a councillor. you're not the only one that thinks it. And people don't, especially in that political bubble, people mm. don't acknowledge that. Yeah. People, as soon as you say that name, the yeah. P word, people yeah. go, oh, we need to walk away. Why? But, but exactly. But there are so many people, especially outside of the I'd vote for him now, bro. Uh, and a lot of people say that. Yeah. Well, one question. Was he yeah. ever found guilty of anything untoward whilst he was in office? Oh. Or what was he? He was caught up on charges. Were activities we probably shouldn't talk too much about that. Oh, no, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know that anything that they tried to get him with mm. of misappropriation in council, n- no charge ever stuck. Yeah. I, know, I know that it was the something. Dismissed... It, was, it was another thing outside, I believe, is what ended up getting him in trouble, right? Mm. I know that the dismissed councillors that went down the council after that they were cleared of any wrongdoing. Yeah, like so Antonelli in, and yeah, all in, those guys. Yeah, in, yeah. in 2018, they were cleared of any wrongdoing happening. Yeah. Um, was that like, sorry, Logan Council as well also got dismissed and the yes, same thing, oh, no uh, finding against them? Yeah, but, but a couple one? of their councillors, I believe, actually fought that and were able to stay. Yeah. Right. So well, we only had one councillor yeah. stay out of that whole entire float of people at that time, and that was Paul Tully. Well, he's yeah, he didn't stay. He, still... he re-ran when, yeah. when we went back to it because we went yeah. for a whole term under an administrator. Yeah. But oh, there was Sheila too. Ca- there's, there's, oh, and Sheila. Yeah, so yeah. Sheila and Paul Tully were the two that returned. That's right. Yeah. There was, so there's, I think there was three councils sacked. I think it was Ipswich, Logan. I thought there was another one. Mm, not sure. But anyway, I mean, yeah, you've got to wonder what's the motivation there. <laughs> yeah. Because like, it just sounds like though, even after all of that and whatever processes are in place now, it just seems like the councillor's hands are so tied. Yeah. That, and it needs to change. You know, all these things that you've just talked about yeah. wanting to do, you know, like if yeah. you speak up, you're, 
you know, I, I don't know how you can enact the change because what I'm hearing yeah. as a counsellor is you have you have this small limited. you have this small group of people who um, really believe that, as you said, they they want their councillors to act as board of directors, just handle high level strategy. Um, don't really want them to interact too much. Their, their job is to lead the strategic direction of the city, and that is true. That pick, is pick part the of the job. Pick the of the curtains in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, you know, revitalisation projects and all of that sort of yeah. thing, committee work and all that. Now, that's a big part of council. The decision-making and the strategy, that is one of the primary roles of your councillors. But I'm – and, again, this we're hitting the controversial topics tonight uh, – is – I do believe that your councillors should be in the community doing consultation. Great. Like I've, I've had people say to me, oh, but there are council workers that go into consultation. And it's like, no, no, no. But I, I personally believe in a multifaceted approach. You're, if your councillor isn't out there door knocking, isn't out there holding citizen assemblies, isn't out there actually seeing what the people want, what they need mm-hmm. and what their thoughts are, then you probably shouldn't be a councillor. Mm. Oh, you mean they should actually yeah, they should talk to the job. people they represent? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Mate, you're not going to go places, I'll tell you what. For, for a young fellow with a head like that, you're, just, you're not going to make it in politics because but, but what I've are had, you doing with that sort of thinking? But that's what I mean. I've had people that have said to my face, no, that's not what it's meant to be. And I've gone, well, actually, that's what I intend to do. It's yeah, exactly absolutely, like mate. And I think, I think people that are voting for you would want that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but, but especially in Red Bank Plains, like I, I didn't grow we, when I was growing up. Oh, life in Red Bank Plains, life in Ipswich, I think growing up isn't easy. It actually is quite tough, and it's a common story for many young people that grow up in Ipswich. And for me, I would often, and I do tell people, I think my community saved me. I think it was good people in the community that surrounded me and kept me on track. Mm-hmm. Um. We've had so much growth in our city even since I was in school. Like, I'm a high school dropout, but I went and found a way and I got through it and here I am today running for council. Yeah. But at the moment, you've got young people who are seriously going off track. And that, and it's not like – I guess it, I guess that might bring us into the issue of all the youth crime stuff that's yes, going on. Definitely. But it's not just a youth crime issue. It's a youth upbringing issue. Mm-hmm. It's what's happening at home. Like, I know with my siblings, my, my family – and my mother in particular went through re- really big struggles with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And, so to, and I, there was a period in time where I saw my siblings and I saw them sort of starting to slip. They weren't going to school and getting educated. In fact, they are actually a bit fearful of going to school, fearful of what was at home. Um, you know, younger, I have young brothers who are twins and, that, and one of them I, I felt started to become a little bit more just violent in their every, everyday life. But that, that was out of a want to protect themselves yeah. um, because of what, what was happening in the home environment. And, you know, uh, th- thank God that they kept on track and that they, they actually ended up moving away and living with um, my grandmother up in Gladstone mm-hmm. uh, for quite a few years. And they went back to school and they got back on track. But there are so many young people in our community that don't have that support. Yep. And, and you're seeing it. You're seeing the result of that, which is violence mm-hmm. and it is crime and it is people that are isolated and alone. Like, but what I, do you think legitimises that, right? Because this is something that yeah. I have a problem with, right? Yeah. If, let, let's say, for example, I mean, like I said, you look at my upbringing, you know, Defence Force kid, lived at Leichhardt, lived at Churchill, Collingwood Park, and now I'm at Springfield. You know, and, and people in Ipswich will You're say... You're at the Mecca now. I'll, I'll be, yeah, I've moved up to the... <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm a Goodna boy, mate. I was raised in Goodna. Yeah, so. right. 
But the thing is, this is what I get, look, and I understand, and I, I can't imagine what yeah. it's like to be in a house with domestic violence, yeah. you know, and, no, and that's that stuff, right. because I've not experienced it, right? But at the same time, the, the logical or the analytical part of my brain goes, mm. if somebody's doing wrong in that environment, you, you still have a balance of, of knowing right and wrong, right? Yeah. And if, especially if you're in that family and going, what's been perpetrated in there is wrong, what happens, like in your opinion, if you've you know you've, you've got yeah. a lived experience, that that your siblings or anyone else get to sit there and go, okay, that behaviour is wrong. I can see that and the damage it's doing, but now I'm going to go out and actually perpetrate that same behaviour on innocent people in a community. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, I always hear that these people, like, you know, when you've grown up and and people have their own kids. Or when I when I grow up, I'm not going to treat my kids like this, or I'm not going to do that. Mm. Right, but why, when you're in those mm. sorts of situations, you don't go? I'm not going to, you know, perpetrate this violence on others. I'm going to do good to others. Trauma does massive things to the brain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm oh, trying to understand. Like yeah. how because it's not a lived experience for me. But yeah. if you know that that's not right and the damage it's but doing, do you to know you, it's not right? But, is that but, the other but thing? that's the thing is, is that, often yeah. they don't. Yeah. Mm. And it's and it's not just what is right or wrong. It's what's cool. Yeah. Right. We live in this world of social media now, oh, yeah. and I think I I think that's probably what. Also allowed, like, me and my siblings, because when I was growing up, it was as we were getting all the technology. It was as the phones and the Nokia was turning into iPhone. Yep. And you, Facebook, came in and go, oh, what's that Facebook and what's Farmville? <laughs> like all what's those what? Sorts of- Farmville. Do you remember Farmville? Farmville. Farmville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, yeah. you know, I, I, I've had a fa- – because I had family that went and moved all over the place. So I've had Facebook since I was probably 10 years old mm-hmm. to be able to keep in touch with family. We have kids that are probably eight, nine years old now having, and I that's shouldn't have crazy. had it at that age. No, that's right. But, but you do have kids that are like eight, nine years old who have Facebook and have Instagram Snapchat. and have Snapchat. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok, yep. all yeah. of it. It's probably even younger. Six, seven-year-olds yep. are on it. And I see yeah. them. You see them in the shopping centres with parents walking around with phones and tablets and yep. you know, keeps them busy. And yep. It's a zombie. Sort of stuff. D- zombie effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's not just there's not just one problem. I don't think. I think it's many different things that add to a situation. And and I was having a chat with um, Helen Youngberry and Stephen Purcell earlier today mm-hmm. over at Goodness Street Life because yep. there's going to be a community forum next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were just we, we were discussing how you can't you know especially when it comes to like government services and whatnot. There's usually box A, box B, box C, and what do you fit into? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's that's not how it works. Mm. There are kids who don't fit into a box, and so I, that, that's partly why I think we are getting it wrong in terms of how do we help them. And now, you know, obviously, I, I believe we do need stricter sentencing. I think we I do agree. need stricter sentencing. Totally, yeah. man. We've gone too far yeah. left field, and we also need to review bail conditions mm-hmm. as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, I, I judges need to feel comfortable being able to give those stricter sentences. But one of the things I don't like seeing is when it gets politicised um, for an election. Mm, so like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. 100%. So, but, but so along with, and that's what I mean, like you go and you say just the stricter sentences, that you, if you just do that alone, that's not going to work either. Mm. Because what you do is that they get out again and they realise that back in the juvenile detention centre, you actually are safer. They've, you know, you might have PlayStation, you have education if you want structure. it. You're not forced to. Structure. Warm bed. Mm-hmm. Food. Food. And if you go home, like I've done, I've done tours of detention centres as I've worked around the country. Um, and when I was down in Tasmania, I did a tour of the Ashley Detention Centre with their school. Yeah. And and I and I know guards that have worked in detention centres, and they say, you know, it, the, 
it doesn't work. It's because mm. when they go back home and their parent gives them five bucks and then they say, well, get out, yep. you know, go away and don't come back for the rest of the day. Mm. What are you doing that time frame? That's right. So, And the detention centre is a structured place. Yeah. It's safe. I'll yeah. just go and commit another crime to get back there. So we need to also be doing that rehabilitation element while they're there. And it needs to be the, the intervention programs and the wraparound services. But, like, I, I've spoken with local law enforcement and they do say that it, it's 400 young people in Queensland, right, out of the youth crime bracket of crime, it's 400 young people that take up 80% of police Is time. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, mm. lot, that's why they keep talking about repeat offenders. But can I just that go back to you? I mean, yes. I, I worked in Department of Corrective Services mm. for about 12 years. Yeah. Right, so I've been inside of prisons and some things that uh, you know, I'll never talk about. But um, it's quite an interesting take for me because like what you just said you know like yeah you, you may not want them in you know, incarcerated for whatever reason but let's go back to and i'm not going to talk about any specific cases to jeopardize yeah. anything right but when we have a situation like the other day you talk about politicization the premiers come out and i think they said like carrying a knife this sentence maximum sentence for that is increasing yeah. right well that's all well and good to say look you know that's going to be potentially a maximum increase to three years jail Right, but if you turn around, for example, yep. and commit an armed robbery or violently attack another person with a weapon, right, and, and that's a serious crime, right, and that crime Watch doesn't your head, bro. that crime <laughs> doesn't get <laughs> you to lose the effect. <laughs> yeah, that crime doesn't get you a, a jail sentence, right? You yeah. turn around and go, you think someone's going to get jailed for carrying a knife? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's fine having half yeah. sentences, but like there are situations where people are perpetrating violent crime. Yeah. They're not being sentenced. They're out on bail, and then they go and commit further violent crimes. You go, well, yeah. surely, where is the point where you turn around and say, "There's got to be a line that if you commit X, yeah, sorry, bud, it's jail time." Yeah, right. And because uh, otherwise, these, then we're talking well, about yeah, violent offenders. Get killed, mate. That's are, what happens. Well, they're back out in the community. Exactly. But that's I mean, adult crime, adult time is I, I think the, the, the phrase that totally. has started to be used. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but and again, I always, I always follow up with that in saying we still need the wraparound services and we do mm-hmm. need the intervention programs because without them, you're probably going to see more young people reoffend and yep. offend in the first place. We need to put a, we need to put an end to these gangs as well. Mm. These gangs and groups that actually encourage other young people who aren't in that place in their life yet, and they actually put them onto that path. Mm-hmm. Get them involved, whether it's like particular. When I was meeting with local law enforcement, and they told me about the Swishbound Gorillas. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard of them. And in and, and a particular style of music, they I was say, listen is that to Adam Albarn's wow. new band. Yeah, no, but this, is this in your <laughs> local division? Area? This is an Ipswich. Yeah, this right. is, it's not not just Red Bank Plains. It's, no, no, it's no. Ipswich, yeah. and it's that you know music that encourages violence and death and killing. And wow, yeah, I look it. Gang violence is something that I think we just can't tolerate at all. Mm. And, I, and I do think that's why we need to be very strong with sentencing, reviewed bail conditions, and, and, of course, all the wraparound services and intervention programs as well. But we do need to actually make sure that young people are aware that you're not just going to get into detention for a week and then get out and go, oh, well, here, I'm going to go do it again. Yeah. Because that word will spread. Mm. Like, I, I personally believe that... If young people are aware that if they do this and they do it again, you know, I think we need to establish what is that point. So Mm -hmm. what's the definition or what's the point at which, okay, this is it. You're now in and when you're 18, you then get sent to adult jail. 
That's right. If you commit a criminal crime at 16 and you get five years, well, you go to an adult jail at 18 and you yeah. serve the other three in an adult jail. Yeah. Happy days. But like you said, we need that service around it. So when they come yeah. back out, and you know what? We're going to have a trade shortage in the next 10 years in, in Australia, let's be honest, mm. because when kids come out of school in their 20, oh, you know, 15 years ago, everyone was told to go to uni. Go to uni, go to uni, go to uni, go to uni. Drag these kids into a trade while they're in prison. Yeah. Get them, get them certified. So when they come out, they're a second or a third year, a sparky, a, a carpenter, or this or yeah. a that. Yeah. And they can come straight back out into a... Yeah. We've got a fucking house shortage, for God's sake. Yeah. Get them in those trades. Get them into the, the service. So when they come back out, they Give get them put purpose. with a builder. Yeah. And away you go. Yep. You know what I mean? You've got to turn up every day. That's a part of your conditions of leaving prison. Yep. You must do this. You must do that. And that will solve another problem we have, which is cost of living in housing. Yeah. You know? But you talk about the 400, right? I mean, yeah. I'm wondering like, how many are out there that haven't even been caught. Right? So an example, my yeah. daughter worked in a, a big box retailer. Yeah. And in, it was not uncommon that on a weekend, uh, these gangs, I'm assuming, you know, or groups yeah. of kids. What was the name of that group again? Swish Band Gorillas. Wow. Well, yeah. So these these groups, and, of- and it's not it's not just that groups too. Like I got I was standing on the edge of Henty Drive the other day, right? Mm. And a just normal, uh, just kid comes past shirtless on a motorbike, yelling out profanities, and <laughs> you, you see them with uh, yeah. some form of weapon on their back as well. And yeah. really, and, and, then, and you speak to the people around that area, yeah. or, or it doesn't actually it doesn't really matter where in Redbank no. Plains. You, there are different experiences depending on where you are. But it's becoming common. But we oh, get yeah. it here. I mean, yeah. I've well, seen people on Springfield Parkway yeah. going past the um, stadium yeah. on, on trail bikes, doing monos, riding on the new road, just just on mm. you know, young kids sitting I'll there. I'll tell you a story about Riding trail oh, bikes on the back wheel. I did, like, a, I did a job probably three years ago. So I'm a painter and decorator by yeah. trade. I did a job at the local C&K in Redbank Plains, mm. just down from the recreational place. And I was finishing late on a Saturday afternoon and the security guard turned up for the... C&K facility mm. and he goes mate you probably want to get out of here before dark mm. another one like, down at Kruger no no this is the one up on um, uh, Red Bank Plains Road so as Kruger. you're heading up to School oh. Road yes oh on yeah on the left yeah, there yeah, there's yeah. a C&K just yes. in the back street I don't know the name of the street it's on it's, it's as you turn left to Vicky. go to the library and you turn right and it's that first street and there's a C&K childcare centre across from the school mm. no I don't know if it's near a school you know where the library is, where the yeah. AFL ground is and, the, yeah, and yeah. the new skate park? Yes. If you get down to that set of lights coming from Town Square, you turn left yeah. and then you take your first right. Yes. I don't know the name of the right. Anyway, there's a CNK there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's it's like suburbia, really. So like I mean, it's houses I'm, I'm around and Goodner, right? So I'm like, yeah. And I said to this guy, what do you mean? He goes, mate, you don't want to be here at dark. And it yeah. was getting dusk. And I'm like, yeah. far out. Okay. So I rang one of my mates to help me come and pack up yeah. to get the hell out of there. because, And that was, you know, and I'm like, when did Red Bank Plains change? I went to Red Bank Plains High. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a kid. And it's like, when did this big change happen? Yeah. And is, is, do you think it is certain communities that have moved to the area that are bringing this crime? I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a mix of things. I, mm-hmm. I think it's partly, um, as again, I think it's the upbringing of young people. I, yeah. I think it's actually, uh, if, we, if, we, if we're going to talk about, like, for instance, ethnic crime, 3% of those reported crimes is actually from the African community. Mm-hmm. I think it's then around 10 to 12%, which is First Nations. Yep. Uh, and the majority of that is actually white youth. Yeah, right. Um, and, there you go. But, you know, like, as I said, like other, um, there, are, there are friends and there are people that I went to school with who um, unfortunately have gone down that path. 
Uh, so it sounds generational, though. So yeah. it's like the same people living in these communities, but it's the next generation or their kids yeah. growing up in there that are... You don't yeah. know right from wrong. You don't know different. Yeah. It's like being in a domestic Change. house. And, and not being know. taught properly, properly mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I mean. I was thankful to have people around me that taught me right from wrong so then I could help teach my siblings right from wrong. Mm. Yeah. Um, that goes back so to had, my point before. Yeah, right? sorry, so live, yeah you're right. Living in a, in a household, right? So, yeah. as I said, right from wrong. And and my point about I'm not going to do the same for my kids, right? So, so many people I know go, oh, I wasn't allowed to, to go to parties until I was this. I wasn't allowed to do that. I wasn't allowed to swear at home. And they're going, oh, my parents were real assholes. And, and I'm going, well, no, it actually sounds like they were discipline you. So, they're sitting there yeah. in their mind and that upbringing. Now mm. going, I'm not going to do that for my kids. So now whether they're the parents of today going, no, fucking off you go. Go hang yeah. out with your mates. Go Here's do five this. Bucks, go do get that. out of my hair. Yeah. And what they're doing now is they're basically, you know, trying to live the life that they wanted to and they're not realising that because they're not instilling those ethics like their yeah. family did into them, yeah. that that generation of their kids now, are, are, you know, are basically going... There's, there's, no respect. there's no respect yeah, in, in the society anymore. Yeah. So I'm about to do a job. I was saying to Jace off air before, I'm about to do yeah. a job for a police officer of 40 years. Yeah. And this is he's got a house out at Jimboomba. And he said when he was a young fella growing up, because he grew up in New, New Farm, and if the cops, because they were Italians, right, so they always would get they would always get pulled up by the police. And he goes, if the policeman asked you to come over to talk to him, you went over there and hands by your side, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, he said as he finished in his career he'd call a young kid to tell him to fuck off go away mate piss off and yeah. there's nothing in the power that they can do mm-hmm. to walk up to him grab him and say hey don't ever talk to me like that again yeah. because all of a sudden we're abusing kids and we're doing this no no there's a dis- there's a difference in my opinion between discipline and abuse yeah there's also a, a, i think a um the respect for for law enforcement and police is I think on a downwards trend, especially not existing people. Or yeah, anyone, I agree. Mate. Yeah. anyone. Oh, I mean, like, even mean, before yeah. your time, right? So, yeah, <laughs> not, not having to go. I mean, I'm, I'm in my fifties, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Glenn's in his forties, right? So yeah. that's the demographic we're at. But I, I've, we've talked about it on the show that, like today, if if I mentioned you know a politician, right? Yeah. You talk to anyone in conversation, their first word is "fucking idiot," "wankers," "cock," you know this, right? Yeah. When I was growing up, for some reason. They were actually respected as our leaders. You had yeah. political differences, right? But yep. you had your John Howards and you had your Hawks before that, right? Meetings. People exactly, yeah. but people went, well, they're our elected leaders and there was there was a level of respect. Yeah. Now it's just everybody's got a platform and every politician, doesn't matter who you are, what your intents are, and you'll probably yeah. get this even as a councillor. Oh, I've already, I've, as a candidate, I've got Exactly, that. right. Really? It's, it's, so you're copying abuse just, from people he, now? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It, it's like I've, I've got, it's gotten to the point where I've actually, I have people who take screenshots. I, I won't watch, I don't go onto the forums anymore where it happens. I've got people that take screenshots for me. And after the election, I, I will start doing defamation cases because there are people who have said things that are completely untrue and have tried to start false narratives and misinformation, wow. which, I, which I just won't stand but for. But pe- people don't realise that, though. They've got, yeah. like, it's, it's a clueless, you know, I mean, you talked about, you know, numbers before of population. People don't, rightly or wrongly, you know, like they, you've got to only look at anything. Someone posts up a, a post on anything, 
and yeah. all of a sudden there's an argument, right? Yeah. Someone can post up like one of the things that I love at the moment is the is the shit parkers of Ipswich. Yeah. Oh, don't get. Oh, did you see the one from the other day? <laughs> oh, were you on there? I, no, no, no. I, I actually I started checking just to make sure that I'm not because I try and park pretty good. But you know, uh, running a campaign on the smell of an oily rag. Unfortunately, my uh, my reverse is gone. Right. So when I go to park in a shopping centre, I have to go through to one that I can exit out of going forwards. Nice. Otherwise, you'll see me. Like I, when I was at Orion the other actually the other day in the underground car park, I had to. I was like, "Is anyone around?" And I had to like push my car back and then you know go forward a little bit so it would start and off I go. Oh, you don't have reverse gear. Yeah, no, it's oh, gone. It's gone. Like reverse camera or Come something. This, this is like oh, really like grassroots your, campaign in here. You know. so use your mirrors, dude. What? Yeah, you got no reverse. No, it's got no reverse. I know. No, no. <laughs> but my my point is, like that group is is dedicated to basically sharing photos of numpties who mm. you know just can't yeah. park, right? Yeah. But you get so many, and this is what makes me laugh. Did you start but, that Facebook no, page? Fuck oh. off! I've got better things to do. Than that. I've got a podcast I can bitch about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the amount of people who chime in on that group, and like I said, the fundamental premise mm. of that group is to post people, you know, photos yeah. of people, the people who come to the defence of the shit parking. <laughs> oh, really? It absolutely shit cracks me They've up. probably been on there before. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter, the shopping centre doesn't look busy. Or there oh. was one the other day, was you know when you get the disabled parks, yes. and then next to it you have the, the striped painted section, right? Oh, yeah. Now, well, anyone with an IQ above two would know that that's primarily because if you're disabled in a wheelchair, you need to be able yeah, to swing the door out for yeah. accessibility. Yeah. So somebody had parked between two disabled spots on the painted section there. People Jeez. were defending it. Oh going, what's God. the fucking problem? The, the people still had their disabled this spots. He's not using it. In a nutshell. You Correct. know, I, my, my grandmother's going to love this podcast now that you're saying this. <laughs> I, I, she's like, because she, she has a little sticker and she goes, I'm in the car. Let, let, you know, you're with me, so we're going to park in that spot. It's we, we've got the sticker, yeah. Um, but she she goes on to me about this all the time, and she she will like look and she'll take the photo of a car that doesn't have a sticker. Yeah, and go well. You know what? They they got what's coming. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, don't that does piss me off when I do. So when but I the, see normal people get out, I'm like, yeah. you're a bastard. But yeah. the, yeah. Pre- the premise act. is, as a society, right? It's back to everything we're talking about. The lack of respect and everything else is. People don't give a shit. And then, but there's so many people in our community that selectively seem mm. to choose which laws are yep. right. So take a copper, for example, like your mate, right? He, he could turn around and say, for example, well, his job might be a traffic cop. So he pulls someone over and then somebody puts that on TikTok or a story. They should be out catching real fucking criminals, mm. right? Or somebody who's got an illegally modified four-wheel drive, which is half a Springfield, you know, two inches outside the wheels, illegal light bars, yeah. overreach, don't driving just, them don't around. just narrative Springfield, mate. <laughs> no, half a Tivoli. Well, I don't leave Springfield. I'm in a bubble. No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just generalising. You're, you're proving but, the point that red bank planes people think. <laughs> no, the, 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 no. Fuck, I don't go through red bank. I don't feel safe. Um, <laughs> Stop it. You can't no. say that. I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. Jesus. I love red bank. I love red bank Collingwood. Like I said, I grew up in those Well, you areas. said red bank, not red bank planes. I know, so, I know. You know. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's no. division three. Yeah, he's um, on the other side of the highway yeah. here. Yeah, I'll just stay in Augustine Heights as a barrier. (laughs) No, but so my point is, like, and people, yeah, they'll they'll bag those cops. Yeah, they'll go, why don't you catch? Well, go, hang on, but your illegally modified, you know, vehicle is a potential danger, right? Mm. For particular reasons, right? The handling's been adjusted. It, you know, might look really tough and that, but when you you need it, you know you might end up killing someone, right? Mm. Inadvertently. So, but people would just bag on the cops. They'll bag on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
you know, rightly or wrongly, I think that's where we're at. There's, yeah. there's basically no respect these days of you know anyone who's elected. And look, hats off to you for doing it because I yeah, would never 100%. run for council. Do you know do, this is a thing, right, about young people who run, and that's why, like, when it comes to these people who write defamatory things, and the reason why I won't stand for it is I don't want the other young people who are between the ages of twenty and thirty to go. Well, look at what he went through. I ain't yeah. going to put myself through that. Yeah, I'm not going to put myself. Um, you know, into that same position or have that ridicule. Because you've got, and, th- and this is the thing, right, is politicians who go to these, like, youth advisory council meetings and go, leaders of tomorrow, and won't it be great when they decide to put their hand up? Then you get politicians that, so when a young person puts their hand up, they're like, you will submit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you sit down and be quiet and you talk when you're spoken to. And as soon as a young person actually says, well, actually, no, I've got something to contribute and yeah. I want to do something for my com- community. It's like they don't want to hear a bar of it. That's bullshit, um, eh? Yeah, and, and that's why I'm doing it. So, and, that, and that's why when those defamatory things are said, I want to make sure that other young people know, well, oh, well, the way he handled it, he handled it properly. Yep. So that other young people who decide to run maybe next term, like I want to see young blood. I want to see yeah. people. That doesn't necessarily mean maybe everyone's going to get in. in. I don't know if I'm going to get in. Yeah. But I definitely think young people with fresh ideas need to start coming out of the woodwork because there are people who do have them, but they look at our political landscape and they go, no, I don't want to touch that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Your your point on defamation, though, like most people wouldn't have a clue, especially these numpties who get on social media, say things, they've got no idea about defamation laws. Yeah. And it's when somebody does turn around and, and actually take them to task on it. Yeah. They're, they're idiots because they've actually put their words in writing yeah, in a yeah, public on, platform. on a social platform. That's and, exactly right. And you're opening yourself up to like, absolutely, you know, like, you know, like life-changing sort of consequences if if it mm. goes through court. And you know, yeah. like, this yeah, is financially going to destroy you because well, do you it's think, pretty serious. Do you this, think those are coming from other people that you're running against? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> do, do I think yeah, it's well, so funny because? <laughs> I've actually, I've actually yeah. brought it up to a couple of people just to see what their reaction is, and I love how certain people like try to make out that they don't know what this page is or mm. what particular forums are. And there have been times where, like, I see over their shoulder that they're on the page. Wow! And it's like I see what you're doing. You really don't hide this well. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, and I've I've also confronted a couple of people as well. And so so yeah. I do I do know where it partly comes from. Mm. Um. So so it's politically yeah. driven. Do you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's Isn't that shit? Yeah, it really is. And Let but people the, make the decision in the community rather than trying to yeah. judge their character to make a decision that you're a bad person. Yeah, but That's do you know what? I, I want this race. People can go at me all they like during this election campaign, but once it's over, regardless of what the outcome is, people don't realise because this sort of thing that has been created actually was in the last election as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, between now and what then, there's actually new legislation which, and a lot of them are the faceless profiles, you know, you just hold the button down, you go over to the other profile and you can say what you want, faceless profile, and get away with it. Yeah. Not anymore. Mm. So, for instance, I can, I'll send a report if I need to to the eSafety Commissioner and have them get in touch with Meta and reveal the identities. Yeah, so, nice. people don't realise that when they do this stuff, you actually... Their real identity is going to be revealed. That's good. And I'll have no problem going and saying, well, this is the person in our community who has said A, B, and C. Yeah. So, I mean, if I change my profile picture to Homer Simpson <laughs> and my name to Homer Simpson and then just yeah. go right on But your IP rampage, address is the same. Oh, the fact yeah. that, yeah, yeah IP, yeah. The, the email I signed up with and my mobile, that is verified against the account. 
Mm. He's gonna, yeah, of course. It, like this yeah. is the stupid thing, yeah. right? But there's so but many on, numpties mate, out there. But yeah. Fuck em. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But you know what? And the the thing I know is that the majority of them aren't from my community. Mm. When people actually try and have a go at me on my own social media, there are people who actually come to my defence and go, actually. Yeah. Do you even know what he's trying to do? Have yeah. you actually sat down with him? Have you gone to a mobile office? Have you gone to a forum that he's been at? Yeah. Have you even met him in person? Are you yep. even from Ipswich? Are you yes. even from Ipswich? Yeah. Yeah, or are you from, from Somerset? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> but that same vitriol you're talking yeah. about is what we, we touched on at the start of the podcast when we, like I said, we see it all the time. So many people bag Springfield, right? And I'm sitting there going, the stuff that we have in our community, like mm. I mean, I'll, I'll travel to Ipswich and go to Queens Park. I'll go to the animal location there, right? I'll use all of you know, like it's and it's just no different to going to South Bank. Mm. People from Ipswich can come to Orion. Mm. They can go to Rebel. You know, they can. Yeah, we don't own it. We're not exactly. charging your admission fee. I, do, I, I go to the Lagoon every morning. So much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, every morning between swim. six and eight, I go for a swim. Yeah, nice. Take my grandmother. That's what we do. That's my. Yeah. That's our bonding. Beautiful. Take her down. Go for a swim. There's, uh, you know, Vicky runs the cafe and also yeah. the local markets. Yeah. yeah. Um, you begin to know all the people there, Ruth and Rhonda, and uh, and, and all, I, I know all the I know all the good oldies that go there. Yeah, and, do you uh, know what I mean? Is I just don't know why yeah. there's and whether there's a perception in the community. Like, let's take a sub. Let's say Baval, yeah. just out of yeah. out of interest, right? So Baval's landlocked, right? Yeah, it's got a road, it's got a shopping centre, and it's densely housed, right? So if the government or council or someone goes, we're going to go do X, they're not going to be putting it in Baval. Yeah, right. And when you have a growth area like Springfield, I mean. You know, we've, we've got obviously teething issues with things like highway. Ripley's next, right, because our highway goes well, to single lane. And before, right? It's, it's going to be painful. And mm. even if you're coming from Ipswich to Ripley, right? So it's not just Springfield. The next suburb's going to be the next target and so on. Right? We're all under stress. But the, the thing is, we don't have anything special here, right? But what starts to oh, happen is going, we get like the, um, the stadium, the football yeah. stadium, and then it starts off, well, why is the rugby league at North Ipswich yeah. not upgraded? Right, but why does it have to be this and that? I mean, you know, I mean, it's like it's just because rugby league's a dying sport, mate. Yeah, I get it. You know, and, and look, if 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 the Titans was what's the Dolphins? Sorry, Dolphins. if the Dolphins didn't get up and it went to Ipswich, I'm sure there would have been funding from the uh, and, um, NRL think, and yeah. the Fed and the states yeah. to then improve that infrastructure. Right now, the yeah. only reason Springfield got one is because the Lions. Yeah. And and AFL's obviously cashed up, right? I think it also comes down to the representation that you actually do have in council and the people that we elect. God, I really think we need to start electing better people. Mm. I think we've got some good people. Like, you know, there are some people who are in our political sphere, uh, and I'm not just talking about local, um, at other levels as well, who would go, you know what, I can't not like you. You actually do a good job. Do you like her? She's she's good. Uh, But Milton... I, yeah, I think Milton does a good job. In yeah. fact, he, we were at a neighbourhood watch meeting the other night and I just sat there for a second and I thought, you know what, you genuinely just love your community. Yeah. And and you, I can't fault you on it. Yeah. And then, and, and, but he also follows up mm-hmm. and he actually helps those community groups. Like yeah. I see him, you see him, he'll go and go, can I, you know, he'll sponsor a mail out or he'll go and get a coffee van or a food truck to try and help community organisations get extra members. Mm-hmm. There are other people in our political sphere that um, I'm not necessarily a fan of, but I'm not going to name who they are. <laughs> uh, I don't need to create too much trouble for myself. Let, let me guess, no. it's somebody that you haven't sung the praises of? <laughs> oh, oh, look. There's a lot. But there's, there's a lot. A lot. To take your point, right? Yeah. But, but I think that it's also, don't forget that we are Queensland's fastest growing city. Mm. Queensland's fastest growing city, Red Bank Plains, Ripley, the fastest growing region, the Western Corridor, right? Yeah. yeah. 
we don't get that top-tier funding of some other councils in Queensland. Mm. The Gold Coast gets much more funding than what we do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I mean. Like, there are people who you will say, oh, look at what Springfield gets. It's not just what Springfield gets. It's what, it's what Ipswich gets. Mm-hmm. Springfield is part of Ipswich, and we're not getting what we should be getting. Yeah. And you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I just don't like this. So, like, yeah. You get class warfare, but we've got suburban warfare. In our own, yeah. in our own council. Our own, and look, it's yeah. almost like then going, well, let's go stupid. Let's go Springfield versus Spring Mountain versus Springfield Lakes. Like... Look at that battle off UFC. It happens everywhere, though. Yeah, it's not I just, just don't us. know why. But it, like I said, I think maybe it's just amplified June, you know. But the thing that I hate is, is like when I used to follow the council pages, yeah. they would post something about Springfield and then every, it was just a pile on. Yeah. And you turn around and go, oh, okay, well, when you turn around and say that you're doing something in Ipswich or, you know, you're revitalising such and such or you're yeah. upgrading We're the place. We're probably spending more on the Park. mall than anything else, right? Is that, do you agree with that? Is that our oh, biggest, yeah. our biggest funding asset Huge. at the moment? Yeah. yeah. Is the mall? Or yeah. not even an asset, really. It's a liability, isn't it? It, 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 yeah, well, it is. And everyone has a different opinion. And, like, for me, I go, that's not my division. Mm. Um, I do, obviously, when you get elected to council, you have to look at the, the, the big picture of what, what's being given to our city. And so I, I'd like to know and I'd like to – I want to see – we, we but, don't even have all the information because so, most of it's in confidence, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, people man. who are running don't see – what money's being spent? Like, uh, is Ipswich City Council paying for the popcorn machines that are going to be going into the cinema? Are we mm. paying for the chairs? Mm-hmm. Are we paying for... Because I know that there are part of the fit-out that, that's in the contract, right, that Ipswich City Council does pay for part of the fit-out. Does that mean we pay right down to, like, the POS machines where mm. you do your FPOS? Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Well, exactly. what, does, what does that include? Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I mean. And so I don't... I'm the sort of person who does like to take an evidence-based approach to things. And so I want to see the figures and I want to see them released. I'd like yep. to see them released before the election. Yeah, that won't happen. No, it won't happen, will no. it? Because there are certain people who want to get re-elected. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly and, right. And, and that's the problem. So you have candidates who genuinely want to do a good thing who don't get all the information and you have people who do have all the information who are running again but don't share. Mm. Um, and, and that's for a multitude of reasons. I think there are pros and cons to it. Mm. Um I, all I know is that for me, when, when my community comes to me and they go, okay, well, what are you going to do? Well, I say I'm going to be your most proactive, hardworking councillor that you've ever seen. Yep. Um, and that includes not just the suburbs, but our regions. Our regions feel so neglected. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen people who said, we, we get nothing out here. Mm-hmm. And, and then they refer to Red Bank Plains because they're part of our division, right? Mm. Red Bank Plains feels like we, I'm from, from Red, Bank, Red Bank Plains and we feel like we don't get anything. Oh, mm-hmm. you got a road duplicated through the hill. Oh. And- the road's yeah. not done yet. Hey, it's three years. And, and you've, you've actually got a donut place out there too. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, well, oh, we got Krispy a donut, Krispy Kreme. Kreme. And, like, and what is it, Carl's Jr.? See, this is the thing though, right? No. <laughs> but they're, they're commercial enterprises. Yeah. Right? I've always loved, mm. and, and look, I'm just going to start unloading on my, my fellow citizens now. Oh, no. Like the, the, no, the number of people who don't understand the three levels of government Council yeah. will say something and then they'll go, well, you should fix the Centenary Highway. You go, well, Have a, can state I, issue, can state I, uh, issue. On know. that point, that, that's where, right, can, Ipswich, and this is where people go, oh, Josh, but that's a state or federal issue. And I said, yes, it is. And you know what? Your councillors and your council, they may not necessarily always be the decision makers, but they can be the facilitators. Mm. Sometimes oh, a relationship I, with somebody, right? You can use it. Yeah, well, that's right. Exactly. So yeah, when, exactly. if you, if you, you need to work with the other levels, and sometimes it's actually a councillor that will get the state minister and the federal minister in a room and go, this is what we need. Yeah. All the members, they'll get the state and federal members who will also go do a round table. Here we go. And, and let, how do we move forward? How do we get... 
funding for a business plan. There's because there's, there's a big stage to actually getting an infrastructure project delivered. There are business cases and there's planning. Yeah, I feel like they do need to move a little bit quicker. Yeah, but, personally, but my, my point is, is is back to the numpties in our community. Yeah. Is they'll turn around. I remember that when they put that McDonald's in on the corner there at um, opposite Bob Gibbs Park. Off oh yeah, Eden, right. They're going. Council should have put a Hungry Jacks in there because we don't have a Hungry Jacks in Springfield, but we've already got a. And you go, was that was that Augusta, Augustine Heights one? No, no this is the one at, at, at Camille, like Springfield. Springfield, the, the corner, first roundabout in the roundabout. Off old oh, and then the yeah. other one, and then the other one is going. Why doesn't council? This is when I think when the target opened up at Orion. Why doesn't council put a Kmart in there? <laughs> mm. These Anko. are the sorts of comments I'm going. Mm, <laughs> but that's, yes. that's, a, that's a small. That's not portion. a small. No, this I, this is my it. point. I've this actually, is not a small thing. This is people think that <laughs> that's what council does. No, no, I know, but I, to be to, and to be fair, <laughs> I've actually <laughs> seen like when and the reason why I say the Augustine Heights Mac is right is because yeah. when before that was being built, I do you do see people going, well, this would have actually been nice, <laughs> and you go, so you're yeah, get exactly. This? And and you know what? It's going to employ a hundred young people. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm talking about people who are physically posting, council should put a Hungry Jacks in here. Yeah, they and don't then people understand. underneath going, yeah, council do should do what? that. 80% just... of the people don't understand politics. Can I Let's ask you? Know, but they don't even understand the difference between what a government <laughs> no, does right. and what a commercial enterprise I does. I don't, I'm not taking a shot at anyone here, <laughs> but I got shown a very funny video the other day of a candidate in another division who went and did trolley collection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And like went and said, council isn't doing their jobs. The trolleys are all over the place. And went and did like a TikTok of collecting the trolleys and putting them in the trolley bay. Wow. And I've gone, this does not help the conversation about what council is meant to do. Good job. There's the, You've got to watch the there's video. There's the moron of the week. Well done. Uh, yeah, but that's my point, right? I mean, look, and I get that not everyone's <laughs> educated, obviously, but you've got to have some basic understanding. This is probably the problem with mandatory voting as well and then throw mandatory preferential voting on top is, and I'm going to try and say this nicely, there's a lot of people who are the disinterested and don't give a fuck. Lots of people. Right, are absolutely clueless, but they're the ones who still go in and, and vote in this popularity contest and yeah. probably perpetuate yeah. the incumbents and other things because they either don't care or they don't know, mm-hmm. right? Or they don't they don't want to know. Or we vote for who they we live have in before because that's easy. Do you know what the biggest yeah, like... Or they, or they just ride in their donkey or fuck off or <sighs> you guys are X yeah. and, and that's their vote, right? Um, yeah. Well, So I was lucky enough to get put at number one on the ballot nice. um, in this election. So I'm, I'm, you know, in first time, the only one who hasn't run before. So I was like, oh, I'm glad I got that. Um, but no, you know what? I, I find one of the biggest things at the moment is the multi divisions. I do not like multi councillor divisions because they are so big, and you can't tell that your co councillor that gets in is going to work as hard as you, mm. or is going to work <laughs> with you or against you, depending on their political affiliation. Oh yeah, but and yeah. even as a resident, exactly well, who right. do you even go to? You go, I've got two councillors. Do I? Go and ask mum, and mum doesn't give me the answer I like. Well, so you I go, go and, and ask, ask the person you connect with the best, yeah, or the one that responds to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that'd be the first priority. Like the actually, council would have to come back to you, right? So, so I want to see singular divisional councils, uh, the, the, a singular divisions returned. So, yeah. so where you have smaller areas, so you that, break up. Yeah, that councillors can can really actually engage. Do with. you know why mm-hmm. they went and put two in, like and teamed up like that? Look, I, actually, I didn't think the system was broken. Like I said, I knew. Like now, we know who our state member is. We know who our federal member. But we've got two. Only because they've been on the. Well, this this brings me to something I really love, which is the the. There's a big argument about transparency. Mm-hmm. Isn't it a word that just gets thrown around? 
Like this is the commercial thing, right? Confidence, and, and everything. Well, well, yeah, everything you're talking about transparency, transparency. But then, back to your point before yeah. about mowing and everything else. Yeah. And when I had that that discussion with Nicole, I said, "Look, and, and this is it from a, from a business aspect. You cannot tell me that outsourcing a resource to a third party company is cheaper than doing it yourself. Mm. It's like me. Let's go to you, Glenn, as a painter, right? You can pay Not someone. Not talking figures, mate. No, no. Let's say <laughs> let's say for argument's sake, a painter. Yeah, yeah. Was twenty five dollars an hour. Yep. If you pay Tiny that mark. person $25, all right, I've just done <laughs> cool. your deal. Yep. $25 an hour, mm. right? You've obviously got to find the work, et cetera. But let's work in assumption here that council has got mm. shitloads of mowing to do, as we know, right? Well, yes, they, well it's, it's not even if they do, they do. Yeah, so 25, mm. 25 bucks an hour, right? And then you, as the employer, go, here's your tools and that resource. So you've got a, a capital outlay for the tools and you've yep. got a $25 hour, right? Mm-hmm. Now, a business. When council, for example, goes to a slashing company or a mowing company and says, we want you to do X, they're not doing it at cost. So they, right. they have the capital for the equipment and then say a $25 Shit, yeah. an hour for the worker. Plus then you've got to make yes, 30% then, but profit. But then there's the plus. So what I'm saying mm-hmm. is if someone was in council, right, and we're going, we're going to go buy our own slashes and tractors and we're going to employ, you know, 25 people at this. Even if we did it in stages, start with 10. Yeah. That still with, has next to year be it's 20, cheaper. Next year it's 30. Has to be cheaper well, that's than right. outsourcing it to a for-profit yeah. company yeah. because at the end of the day, it's only equipment and people. Well, now, s- if yeah. you're thinking that for some reason, and a lot, a lot of governments do this, right? They outsource and they contract out roads and everything mm-hmm. else to for-profit companies. Mm. If you can't do that right in government, you've got the wrong people employed in yeah. council managing that because yeah. the only difference between a private company mowing 14,000 know, streets in Ipswich versus council doing it is the people. Mm, that's right. I seen Higgins today down, I know this is not in your area, did yeah, too. Yeah. Um, I seen four painters painting one bench at a park. Mm-hmm. And that's Higgins. And I know they charge around one thirty an hour. Per yeah. person. Yeah, per person. So if they're there for eight <laughs> hours, do the math on getting that one bench painted. But yeah. mind you, let, let's go back. If it it's was nuts. government, maybe this is why it is. Because if it was government, they'd have four days of training, safety workshops. Then they'd need Look, supervisors you can't, you can't and inspections. Go off safety, but right, you've got to do all the safety things. <laughs> let's be I honest. I'm joking. The, the, yeah, just yeah. joking. Right? A, but there is a lot of red tape now. So this Correct. is what I would like to see. Right, is in those summer months when we bring on extra workers, that they're local workers. That yep. locals get first first dibs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you say, you know, this is going to be a six-month contract or yep. a five-month contract, um, and the, the work will end after that point in time. Mm-hmm. But they should be, for that, for that extra period, that they should, locals should get first dibs. And I would also well, like to see... Why isn't just a radical idea to turn around and go, we need a minimum workforce, right? Because we know yeah. in winter, like, let's say... So why not in winter we're water winter? blasting paths and cleaning off buildings? Well, let's just go the other way. Why oh, don't we probably, just say... You, you we know, after a- this podcast, there's probably going to be a certain person who's going to go, fact check Wednesday. Oh, love it. Good um, on you. Good on you. And, <laughs> and our listener audience and our email response will go up. <laughs> no, Maybe I'll get is, some more votes too. Let, let's That's just good. Say, That's all here. Let's just say for argument's sake that we had a staff of, you know, doing servicing of 50, right? Yeah. Now, but we know in summer, a three-month period from, you know, December, January, February, it balloons, right? Council have the 50 yeah. on, on books, mm-hmm. maintaining that, and then you just go to a, you know, you then, like you're saying, you go an to a Ipswich, contract an to Ipswich go, mowing company. these yeah. three here, guys, listen, we need yes, to employ Ipswich your services. mowing company, that's right. When, yeah, we need your services for three months to help with additional load. When that's done, you go back to your basic workforce. So you balloon with contract. Right, but we're not doing that. We're actually no. out, we're out you know, contracting everything, roads, yeah. slashing, services. Because it's easier to manage. 
because it, it, well, that's the thing, yeah, isn't it's it? It's easy for, some, for it's easy for like a manager in council to stand there and go, "Well, this is the budget, and we're just going to go and I give it look to a company." Five different areas, mm. one person. If yeah. we go and source it ourselves, I need supervisors, I need managers, I need Correct, this. But you're paying the company that's already paying those costs. Yeah, but it's not. But you can go to bed at night and not have to worry about it because you're just writing yeah. the check. Okay. Yeah. So the thing is, so so that is. That easy for the incumbent employee within an organisation, i.e. council. Yeah. Making it easy for yourself. Right. But it's, it's not a great outcome for, for the residents. But does that matter? You of course it does, because yeah. that's, what, that's what we're talking <laughs> That's what council's fundamental role is. I know that. So that but that's what I mean. We need to be finding ways that we can have more money circulated within our own economy. So okay. that means employing locals. And, yep. and the problem is, is, yes, we have outsourced our work. So does that mean what equipment do we have left? Have we sold it? Have we gotten rid of it? Yeah. Um, where are the figures? Where are the reports to show what our assets are and all of that sort of well, stuff? Well, the profits from the cinema ticket sales will help pay for that. Wouldn't it? Yeah, wouldn't it be nice? You know, it's well, there's no transparency, so we don't the, know that. But, but, yeah. it, but and again, it goes back to that word transparency. I had a president of a prominent local organisation say to me, "Please don't use that word. Please don't use that word transparency because it doesn't mean anything in this city anymore." Because mm. you had it, it was a buzzword in the last election. Can I was, can I guess the the person that said that? No, to you? no, no. no. no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you talk about. I mean, I yeah, even yeah, remember keep going, keep going. like um, pools. Yeah. We, used, we used to have the pool there at Limestone Park, yeah. right? Yeah, and but, but all the pools are outsourced now. Yeah, those facilities are all for private contract again. Yeah. So this is what I get. Just don't get. If that facility's got easy to run. 15 well, like, staff... But so, so, so councillors can't talk to staff. So you, the problem was is we did have a few bad eggs, right? You had a, you had a few bad eggs, some councillors that were like, go mow my yard, apparently. Mm. Alleg- mm. So I shouldn't say that they did. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly, Allegedly, you had yes. some councillors like, why are you there? Do you want to go and mow my yard too? Um, or do you, you know, mow this park now because I've had a complaint and I want to be... I want my resident to know that I've helped them. So go mow this mm. park. And there were problems where... There was abuse towards council workers. There were some issues. But right. you know what? The majority, there wasn't. The majority of councillors respected the council workers. But 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 not just that. I, Why I, wouldn't that happen any different now? That, for example, a councillor yeah. wants a park done. Yeah. They just go to council and say, listen, getting a lot of requests about the state of this park. Can we put some resources on it? So the manager in charge then just goes to that contractor instead of an employee. Yes. Going, just go and mm-hmm. service that one, prioritise that. Thanks. It's no different. So it's like a chain that goes up now, right? So a councillor now talks to their council liaison officer. Mm. So councillors aren't allowed to directly talk to council workers that aren't their council liaison officer. Wow. Um, yeah. So you need to talk. The councillor goes to the council liaison officer and then the council liaison officer puts in a service request for the councillor and then it gets taken up the chain. You, you might, you might not get it mowed. And then it eventually comes back to the councillor, either yes, it's going to happen, yes, it's been done, or no, you're going to have to wait. So that's um, why we needed a you know big like to new see? council building in Ipswich, right? Count- because it's just fat. <laughs> Councillors. Go, go get a mower and start mowing shit, mate. Yeah. You want to well, get votes? It, it's funny you say get that. Get on a freaking mower. It's funny you say that because like the, the, the fathers in Sovereign Park and Deeping Heights, right? Yeah. They got so sick of waiting for contractors to come and mow that park. They all went and got their mowers yep. and they just mowed the park themselves. 100%. And so we said, we said geez, well, that would have been better money there. Should have paid the fathers to mow the park and said, because the contractors want to charge a thousand bucks to mow yep. a park. To mow a park. That's mow a park. exactly right. And yep. you're going to have fathers, you could say, you know, you could probably even say, here's a six pack and, yeah. you know, beer each and well, we, thanks we, enough. We look after our own footpath. I'm not saying that we mate. should do that. But <laughs> Imagine if every person didn't look after their own footpath. Yeah. Where would yeah. the council be then? Oh, yeah, tragic. Yeah, the, 
Tragic. No, it'd, just be, it'd be a, just a tractor with a slash up. But they could not keep up, Jason. Oh, I get you. Yeah, I get you. And we do that. Yeah. And, you know, the park down the road here, yeah. terrible. There's a parking good. I did a job at Belbur Park the other day. Yeah. Oh, not good, isn't it? Right near Belbur Park. Yeah. Again, it's not your division, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I was working there. And this park, I couldn't see the swings. That's how high yeah. the grass was. I'm it's, not shitting you, mate. It's not the only one. It's, no. I, I live up from Cedar Road, right? So yep. uh, that, that road, which is on Cedar Road on Arana Street, like that park, only yesterday or a few days ago did contractors come and do half of it. Wow. And the grass was. The grass is probably up to my neck, and I'm yeah. six foot six. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. So, there you go. And, yeah, it, but it's not just there. It's everywhere. You've got a Ripley Deeping Heights. Everywhere. It, and it is. It's, it, and it is growing fast, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, it is. And they did nothing like for three queen, months when we had no rain. Some, yeah, exactly, right? No. And to your point about mowing footpaths, council can do that, right? But you know what? Your rates will go up. They'll turn around and go, okay, well, if, if everyone you know, wants to stop mowing their yard, we'll take that on as a council responsibility. Yeah, but I want it we're done gonna, every week. Because well, that's that, how no, I do my yard. We're, we're yeah. not going to do that for <laughs> so, it. We'll do what we deem as appropriate and safe. But, you know, but what it's I mean, not safe if is, you can't see the footpath, Chase, the, because how does the guy in the wheelchair get around? Yeah, well, look, once again, we talk about people in footpaths. They only think that the footpath is only the concrete bit, right? Mm. Look, no, anyway. Anyway. I think that part of the solution is is that transparency is nothing without integrity as well. Mm. So you need to have councillors that are going to do the right thing if they can speak to council workers. Yeah, I don't think the current model works, and I, I think the majority of people don't, apart from a select few who like the current um, the current system. That just sounds like just unnecessary bureaucracy. Mm. So, like in yeah. federal right, um, coming from working in federal government. There is a service request system, but you do speak with you do speak with the workers, mm. um, and there is more of a direct path to be able to get things done. Uh, but you, so I think you do need those accountability mechanisms. You do need those service request elements to make sure that things are being followed up and what is being said is being recorded, so that in case something that doesn't happen happens, sorry, that shouldn't happen happens, that there is a way for it to be followed up and people can go, hey, that's not right. Yeah. But we do need, but but the current model doesn't work. Mm. Do you know what, it was ironic, right? And I don't share with people, but I actually have, I'd probably do more, um, you know, direct communication with people by going through the council mechanism than I would do through the representatives, right? Mm. So case in point, lights out there, um, you know, Springfield Parkway near La Lines Fusion Gym, right? Issues there. Reported an issue, logged a ticket, actually spoke to an engineer, a traffic engineer who was responsible for that, right? He then said to me that we'll stay in touch. There's some problems with the loops underneath the ground, which is part of the problem why the traffic signals are causing traffic delays, right? And he goes, he followed up. I spoke to him earlier again this year after Christmas when peak hours back and school was back. I spoke to him. He dialed back into the system, looked at it, and ironically, before there was only, I think there's 10 loops for all the lanes there and three were out. Now there's only two working. So it's actually gotten fucking worse, right? And there's a whole issue as to it was why good it's not today, monitored, right? On that right turn. Yeah, but, it cleared the whole lane. But, but exactly. But my point is I'm actually, just by logging a service request, providing some information about my observations, I've been contacted by an engineer who's working through the issue directly with me. Mm. Right? So, now, if I did so that for a council, we... what you're saying is a yeah. councillor yeah. would go and talk to a liaison officer who would log a job and there'd be like four people talking back and yeah, forth. It'd be Chinese whispers. Mm. And by the time it got back to me, it's like, there's no problem. I don't know what you're on about. You know, but do you go. know what I found out that what has been occurring as well, actually, with councillors? Is, and, and it's not all councillors, it's some. 
Well, I've had community groups tell me that um, they've spoken to their counsellor um, or uh, certain counsellors and they've asked for things to be done. It turns out that so that, that counsellor never went and raised a request for mm-hmm. that thing to be done. Mm-hmm. And, and it service. never gets done. But, but then exactly. you, if they were to come back, oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. I'm so glad that I achieved this for you. <laughs> um, after it gets raised again, and then it finally gets done. But you know go, what's funny? I don't get it. Yeah. Like, let, let's think it's an advertising campaign because these guys, you know, we're about to go into an election. Yeah. Um, election date, by the way? Yeah. 16th of March. Oh, is it? So you've only got a couple of weeks left. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fast mm. approaching. So he, here's my idea to get re-elected, right? Do mm. a fucking good elected. job. You're not elected yet. No, to get re- no, for someone. This is advice, <laughs> oh. right? If you want to get re-elected, <laughs> do your fucking job, right? You will be referred to and admired by your community who will share that story and then you're likely to get re-elected. Or mm. your other strategy is do fuck all for three and a half years, realise that your election is coming up, spend six months feverishly trying to do as much social media mm-hmm. and blanket marketing, hoping that people just go, you're the incumbent or I've seen your social media post and then re-elect you. You've been here surely, for 40 years. Surely the easiest strategy is do your <laughs> job and have one. incredible... You mentioned before, <laughs> Milton Dick. Yeah. Right? Sharice Mullen. Mm-hmm. They work hard, man. But they that's do. what they I'm do saying. Work. They don't, you can't, they don't, they you can try even... and fault them and you know and you can't and Mate, that's the thing. We've had Sharice in here. We've had Milton yeah. in here. Yeah. Mate, they're awesome people. Yeah. But, but you see, I mean, that's my point is, is when you mention Milton Dick, people know who he is. When you mention Sharice, people in the community know, right? If you start talking about other representatives, they yeah. might know, you know, like you said, who's your local councillor in your division, for example. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people probably wouldn't know. Yeah. Not until the election comes around, as we see at the moment, is a proliferation of yeah. political advertising. And it's like, well, who am I voting for? Because there's signs yeah. everywhere. But, you know, mm. if you do not connect or know who that representative is, if you've tried to get an issue solved, right, and they've not been there, if, if like I said, if somebody comes back to you, yeah. You're going to turn around and go, oh, I actually asked a question, like you said, and then they've gone off and actually investigated and come back with a legitimate answer. You mm. turn around and go, mm. great, well, this is fantastic, and then we would talk about it on our podcast, Yeah, and everyone would turn around and say, well, that person is actually doing their job and is, is actually a benefit to the community. Can yeah. I, do you know what yeah. I would actually love to see? And do you know what I would have loved from this election? Would have been if no election, if election signs weren't allowed. I personally would like to see no election signs allowed. I agree. Now that that's not something I'm saying. I'm personally going to move emotion on because I don't know what other people's feeling. I actually I, I have spoken about it, and people go, "No, you can't do that." And I'm going, "Oh, okay." <laughs> but I, the rules have changed, nerve. haven't they? Because they're everywhere now. Like they used to yeah. be in restricted places. You go through Springfield, and they're like mushrooms. Yeah. The wet weather, and they've popped up everywhere. You go to certain I'm, roundabouts. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this terminology, certain person now. Right. There's a certain, and I know who it is. It's a person that, you know, it's I know who it is. Well, the fact that over. you're talking about them is probably a pretty good indicator yeah, yeah. you know who it is, uh, right? So of all the signs, right, so for years you have would have probably seen uh, election signs, regardless of what election it is, up on, like, fences, council fences yep. and things like that. Yeah, or front yard. This election... You're getting calls because it, it's, it's precedent. So people go, okay, we're going to go put it on that fence, that fence, that fence, take some zip ties. Everyone does it. Yep. A few days later, you get the council. And a lovely person in council, it's not their fault. They call you and go, we've had a complaint <laughs> that you have placed a sign on a fence. And I go, hang on, but it's been happening for years. It's a fence. Well, actually, the, the person raised that it is council infrastructure. And you can't place things on infrastructure. Oh and I God. went, oh, yeah, I know who's done that. 
Yeah. Um, and they, and they had to go and take it down. But the laws, like I said, the laws have changed now laws in have, the relation to placement, yeah. right? So yes, yeah. Three metres. Before it was controlled, but they're just pretty much stick them anywhere now. So here's but the But they, they do need to be safe, though. So, like, yeah. three... I, I agree with the rule, three metres away, um, 60 or less, and uh, six metres away, even though it's painful to try and find somewhere, six metres or more away for 60 or more, 60 k's yeah. or more. Mm. Yeah. So, Off the yeah. road. Off the road. So here's the thing, right? If I go and put all my painting signs up around there like that, do you reckon that asks me to remove them if they're on stakes everywhere? Dead, dead set they will. Yeah, because, probably. No, it is because that's actually against the law. You've got a permit? The difference <laughs> so do you is... you need a permit? A, a, you probably no, need a, a permit. Electric signage. So like, here's, here's the thing, right? And, and people don't know this, right? So there, there is a blind business in our area that's been putting signs up everywhere. Yeah. Right? That's illegal. He did my blinds at home because yeah. I see any signs. Yeah, right. But Perfect but it's economy, what, right? But those signs are illegal. Gyms Why? have been... Because it's against the council bylaws. So why do we see all these election so for signs? Because elect- the, uh, there okay, is a specific period. Uh, it's from the day that the writs is issued or, like, for instance, the elections announced. So Only for people running? Yeah. 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 So what, you, you've got to be a nominated. Yeah, well, you're just going to say I'm putting up a Glenn Wright painting sign. <laughs> Vote one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you could do? You could just run and say that you are a candidate. And, I, again, this is probably bad I, advice, but you could go <laughs> no, and nominate. And then you may find in three months you're actually a councillor as well. <laughs> yeah. you go, I um, got yes. voted in. Yeah, yeah. Glenn Wright painting is, is now the new councillor uh, for Division mate, 2. Actually, you know, there was a story in the, in the Western Australian Parliament in their last election there was a guy who ran, put his name on the ballot paper and went overseas. Right. And he found out, oh, I've won. <laughs> and, he had, and he had to make the decision, am I going to stay doing my, you know, European backpacking tra- pack, trip or am I going to go back and be a member of parliament? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't so. that crazy? There's a whole heap of laws around signage. We, mm. We'll talk about that another day. Look, Josh, we didn't get onto some of the other topics we wanted to talk to you about, like your, your time with um, the Mad Hatter. Oh, <laughs> oh. we could go on to it. Okay, I think we, we, we probably need to come back and have a chat maybe in the future. And, and not just him, Jackie Lambie. <laughs> Jackie Lambie I, as well. I li- so I lived with Bob and Susie in their guest house. Wow. Let's and do five minutes on this. <laughs> oh, okay, come on. <laughs> oh, look, see, in the, no, no, we'll set a hard limit. Sometimes we've spoken for two hours and we've made a conscious decision that we're going to try and I shorten hear our about podcast. Bob but, yeah, let's, let's just talk about Bob oh, okay, How was look, that? Do you know what? He's actually probably one of the, oh, I, that man I have so much respect for. To be fair, we were actually in like a, um, it was a, it was a, Oh, it, it was an end of year party sort of thing that happened, and we were in one of the ministerial offices. Uh, but one of the Joyce show- was on the ground drunk. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> in the garden. Well, I don't drink, and, and Bob usually doesn't drink in these rooms either, right? And he did. He goes, "Oh, this is Josh. You know, he lived with me when he was a boy." I was like, "Bob, I lived with you two years ago." <laughs> um, but you know what? That man is actually, and, and other people have other ideas, but I've always known him to actually probably been one of the smartest men that I've actually ever met. I can tell oh, really? you now, there are things that from two years ago that I've told him that he will recite word for word. What, like wow. word for word things that and he so he has perfect memory yeah um and and he is a character like mm-hmm. I've seen him shoot an air rifle um and miss a horse and nearly hit a bird um, <laughs> but you know what he like he genuinely and, and the reason why he keeps getting reelected is because he genuinely loves his people yeah and for, for he and let, let's we we won't 
We'll be very honest. He, a man of his age, he, he's getting up there. But you mm. know what? That man will go from 4 a.m. in the morning till 9 p.m. at night. Mm. I remember going out. You know the, the boxing that happens up in North Queensland, mm-hmm. the boxing the tents? tents. Yep. Yeah, boxing. He'll be there till midnight. And really? he'll, be, he'll be going strong and he'll be supporting and he'll be having a great time. and With the it, people. Yeah, yeah. And do, and do you know one of the other fun facts about Bob Catterwright is even if he's ever booked on like a business class seat, He'll actually often swap, and he'll give someone his seat, and he he like he's a middle seat person. Now imagine having Bob Carter walk <laughs> to the back middle of the plane and go, "Would you like to go sit up front? I'd like yeah. your seat, please." Yeah, and that would be a that would definitely be a. a and the people that are just like yeah. sitting in the middle, and, like either side of him now, have just gone off. Oh, fucking exactly. hell, really? Yeah, <laughs> but no, thanks, he's, he's obviously, but he's a character, right? And as he a, is. Oh, I don't know him, him personally, and yeah. but what I see on the news, it's like he's almost betrayed, like a, you know, a, a real sort of don't give a shit sort of bloke, and he's just there. But really, yeah. behind the scenes, he's really, really focused on his community. And you know, he knows that to be to get attention too, that he's he's got to sometimes pull out the like the stops, right? Yeah. Whether that be going and doing a press stunt and blowing up some Acme TNT. Or riding a ride on lawnmower as the cameras are filming. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows what he needs to do to get the attention on certain issues. Yeah. Um, and, and so I just have so much respect for him, especially his wife, Susie. Um, I've I got to admit, you know, Charters Towers has a mayor. But mm-hmm. in my eyes, Susie Carter is actually the real mayor of Charters Towers. Right. Known by everyone, loved by all. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get on a bad side. Yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but she's incredible. And that's what I mean. So... Um, I had a really, really good experience with them. Yeah, um, nice. And for me, you know, like I've so I've, I worked. I got my first political job. Actually, it was really volunteering. Um, I went down and did Jackie Lambie's campaign in 2019, mm-hmm. and she had no budget. She had just done "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here," um, and you know that 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 money for. And she'll be honest. She'll tell you like. And unfortunately, I also had when she says she ate Vegemite on toast. Yes, she did, because I had to eat it too. Really? There was no uh, fish and chips or pizza. It was veggie. Actually, I preferred strawberry jam, uh, Colette's <laughs> strawberry jam. I say, eating that Vegemite crap. It's a bit like having no reverse in your car. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, jeez. And then there was like the, the... Did you ever see the Dagwa Dog photo? No. There, oh, yeah. Well, you know, if you ever Googled the Dagwa Dog photo, I was very early stages in my political career then, and I was the one that had taken that. And we, we were in Hobart, and the following morning, um, I get we're, we're staying in uh, a place in Hobart, and she runs in and goes, "Look at the TV!" <laughs> and I'm going, "Oh no, what's oh, happened?" No. And that photo had made it onto national television every morning breakfast. You had Kerry Ann Kennelly going, "She's a disgrace," and you had, oh. then, but then you had other like Sarah Harris going, "Oh, it's Jackie. She's brilliant. She can pull it off." Oh wow! And then, I, but then I'm pretty sure you had. Um, one of the other leaders of an opposition, or it was the um, prime minister. Someone actually tried to re- like replicate it. Yeah, it just didn't work. Oh, really? It, it's like one of those. Imagine like that it's onion like el- moment. Elbow the DJ when you think you're cool, oh. but you're not. Oh no, no. What? It was Bill Shorten, and he tried to eat a, a, a snag. Oh. A, oh, yeah, didn't work. Didn't work at all. I'll have to look at that photo. My, fa- my, my favourite Bill Shorten moment was it Arnold Schwarzenegger? Was he out here? The oh governor? yeah, yeah. And he's walked up to him pre. This is one of the pre-elections when he was the opposition leader, and he's walked up to Arnie and gone, "I'm going to be the next Prime Minister of Australia, don't you know?" And Arnie's just giving him like the side eye, and he fucking lost <laughs> the election. <laughs> Got Arnie. Oh. It just he was so full of himself, and that was just, that was that was a hilarious thing. But you just got to go like, you know, mics are on. 
How how sort of you know, much ego do you have to have to walk up to the likes of you know Schwarzenegger, governor of of um, California, you know, California yeah. and of his stature in our career, and then your your opening line to him is, "Hi, I'm going to be the next prime minister of Australia." But like for, for me, I, so, so I've been working politics since I was 18, and one of the things that local, for instance, local trolls, I call them, have been going on to my like doing deep dives into my life and. That's fine because you're not. Gonna, I'm, I'm squeaky clean. You're not going to find anything apart from yep. the fact that they try and discredit the work that I have done. Mm-hmm. You know, five years to me, I think, is actually quite a, quite a bit of time. And people go, "Oh, his brief stint in politics." Mm. Um, what I found is I have done a stint with both major parties, and I've worked for some incredible independents. And I found that when the learning, so I feel like you always got to keep learning. And for me, that was so important because I wanted to come home and I wanted to be able to give something to my community. So when I felt that I stopped learning on the job, it's when I went and found the next job up so I could keep learning and keep upskilling. So, you know, in five years, I went from a volunteer, then electorate officer, to being a senior advisor Mm. um, and and managing parliamentary officers. Yeah, right. Uh, And and at the age of 20, then it was 22. So... You know, I, I, I did all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and what I mean was to say, what's the other road into into politics? Right, it's to become a you know a leader of a union or something oh, else like God. that, and you know, yeah, jobs no, for it's... the boys, and and then yeah, that path, right? Or you go to uni and well, you become you even a, look at Anastasia, or you mate. become one of them she young young Labor, young LMP, and Car- career politician. Uh, yeah. You've got no life experience and career politicians. You know? Yeah, I, it's so funny. I actually had someone, um, what, a, a former person from one of the major parties who I do know write some nasty comments online. And I just I took a screenshot of that and I went, oh, that's going to be oh. nice. I'll send that one to head office. Wow. <laughs> Scary, isn't it? <laughs> so mm. we heard a little bit about the Bobcast. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us Thank here you. in the TED Shed. Um, wish you all well for your remainder of your election campaign. And um, yeah. we'll watch. We'll watch with interest. <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll see how you go. But Div 1. Yeah, three and, and a half Harrison, weeks. Vote 1. Three and a half weeks. One. So all you've got to do is, is what? Just down the ballot paper. It's mandatory. Mandatory preferential. Yeah. So we just go one, two, three, four. No, one no, down no. It's first past the post. Oh, so you got to vote for two people. You can't oh. vote for more. You can't vote for less. It's oh first, wow! Oh, because the council's not like the state. I thought oh, they, no, I thought they this is in... what I mean. It's so stupid. I think you should just tick two boxes if you get two votes because people think in the way we vote that one and second second means less than one. Mm-hmm. No, you actually get two votes. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So your two is the same value as a number one. Well, there you go. Yeah, so it's basically you've got to pick two candidates. So it's like who pick? It's like tick two boxes, really. Yeah, like gee, it we is. couldn't make it simple. Well, that's what I see. You should have just done tick two boxes and be, yeah. oh no, but that would confuse people. I go, well, <laughs> what you got confuses them more. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so yeah, yeah vote, vote, vote one. one, me. That's That'd it. Be great. Done. Vote one, Perfect. and then yeah, good luck to the others. All right, Matt. Thank you very much thank for joining you us so and much. giving up some time and joining us in the shed. And um, all the best. And um, yeah, we'll send some stuff out on social. So if anyone wants to follow the adventures of this young lad, you can. Um, thanks for joining us, Glenn. Thanks again. Yeah, no worries, man. Good, yeah, to, good to chat. Yep, good on you. <laughs>